0: Hey, Fan Bros, this is Tatiana King-Jones. We have an awesome episode up ahead for you. But remember, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. Holla.
1: Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are. What's up, internet? You're listening to Fanbro Show, the voice of the urban geek, where we distrust geek culture from the perspective of people of color. And it's your boy, DJ Ben Hameen, aka Soldier 70 Spliff, rolling two chains, Captain Kirk of hip-hop, Wakanda's favorite DJ, K2SOSO Def. And Doctor Whose <laughs> Man's is this?
0: Yeah <laughs> That last one was everything. Good job, Ben Amin. Thank Good you very job. much. Good job. I like Thank that one. Thank you very
1: much. And as you hear, you are listening to
0: Tatiana King Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Aurora of the Spaceship, Sean Jean, Luc Picard, Trill Quist, the Shade Runner, Chance the Parappa, and Gin and Juice Urso. <laughs>
1: I love that one. Yes, yes. The AKAs are on fire tonight, as always. Don't test us. Like we said before, it's Fan Bros Show for all nerds. and You know, it's been a good week in Fan Bros Show, as always, out in the lands of the internets. Hope Mm -hmm. everyone out there is enjoying their life, you know, having a good old time as you listen to this show. Because, you know, it's been good and great, but I think we got to get a little darkened down because... (laughs) And Montana, depressed. Uh, King, <laughs> you know, managed to see War for the Planet of the Apes. And yeah. had a bit of an interesting reaction I think she wants to talk about.
0: I do. So I, I understand that the movie is still fairly new. So I won't put any specific spoilers or anything like that. Thank you. But not that you can spoil a movie that's probably depressed the hell out of you for like the next two weeks anyway. Mm. Because... While War for the Planet of the Apes was a very well done movie, I did not enjoy it, mm. and I'll exp- and 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 I and I don't think I've ever said that before about a film. Typically, it's like you enjoy it or you don't, and there's kind of no in between. Or if you enjoy it, it's it's probably because it's a good movie. Versus if you don't, it's probably because it's a bad movie. This one was was a, a very strange opposite. Where again, very well done in terms of obviously cinematic effects. Good writing and all that other stuff, but I didn't enjoy it. And the reason why I didn't is because it felt like a slavery movie. Ow. it really did. Now I'm not saying that as a diss. I'm not saying that to be like, oh, is is I don't like it. Like that's not what I mean. I, I literally mean it reminded me of a slavery movie, particularly in the fact that there's a lot of. Suffering and death and pain, and I get it. It's war for the planning of the apes. That being said, I it was emotionally draining, it really, mm-hmm. really was. As it went on, there, like I felt the life energy being sapped out of me. I felt whatever bit of joy I had going into it because I was really excited to see it. I felt it sapping away from me as the movie wore on. And I used the word wore on purposefully again, not bad, it's just that. I, I just felt like I had lots of boulders and weights on me as I was watching. And like I was getting tired at points, again, not because it was bad, just because I just felt that the energy just being drained out of me. That said, I, I, I'm not, don't understand a lot of what the critics have been saying. Not everybody, but a lot of critics have been saying, oh, this is the best uh, Planet of the Apes movie. This was amazing. This was a masterpiece. I, they, they've used all that hyperbole. And then when I got there and I watched it, I was just like, whoa, this is a whole different animal. Um, my favorite's still the second movie and mm. probably will remain that way. I, I, I just think the second movie just had it most balanced. And although this movie was good, I never want to see it again.
1: I I fully understand that. There's a lot of movies where I can definitely understand that sentiment because there's a lot of joints where I think they're just excellent movies, but after I've seen them, it's like, okay, I never want to see that again.
0: Yeah, like like you, um, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing this a second time. You can't. Saving Private Ryan
1: is one of those. Like, I think it's incredibly well made, but I never need to see it again. And most slavery movies, I never, even if I (laughs) saw them the first time, I didn't want to see them again, you know, the second time without a doubt. So, oh, damn, Tatiana, that really, you know, curbs my enthusiasm for this joint now. Well,
0: I wish somebody curbed my enthusiasm because I was mad excited to go in there, like dumb excited to go in there. Like, oh, it's about to be, it's about to be the war, blah, 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 blah. And then it just went into a different direction that I was not prepared for. Lots of again, lots of emotional points, lots of pensive silences and eyes, and people looking at each other. <laughs> it's, it's 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 tons of that in there. And then obviously the whole understanding of what the the, the Apes series really is about that also came into mind. So I, I was very just very
1: amazing. tired because you know of course we had yeah. all the semi controversy last week with the whole bad right. ape and you know our friend Dory and everything. And it was also just weird to me that it seemed that a lot of people just suddenly realized that these movies are about race. Oh, that yeah. It's very <laughs> weird to me. Like, I'm like, wow, y'all really need to do some Googling and, you know, read. Right.
0: Well, well we had, a, we, not an argument, but we had a discuss. you and I had a discussion about that, just about yes. the fact that, yes, it's, it's, it's surprising a lot of people are really seems like they just now realize that. But I attributed that to the fact that this last marketing campaign, this last major posters and stuff like that, they were really, really overt with the imagery this time. Yeah. And I, I really think that was a factor. I, I understand that there were hints and all this other stuff in, in the marketing and advertisement for the first two films, but not like war. No. The slogans that they were using, and I understand that they've, they've been using civil rights in and, and other situations, but I... I the just the stuff that they were doing, it was just a little more overt than normal. Um, the, let me not say normal than before, so that's why I think people latched onto it more so uh, about that controversy you mentioned.
1: Yep, and yeah. well, like I said, you know, I always love the Planet of the Apes films, but I'm definitely not down for it. You know, once you told me before we even did the show tonight that you know it was pretty dark and depressing, I was like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'll just hold off on this for a right. time being. So and I'm like,
0: sorry, I don't want to dis- discourage anybody from going. I'm just giving my opinion on how I felt yeah, about the film.
1: Of course. But, um, you know, let's bring some lighter, better news into this spaceship right now. Because the new Doctor Who has been announced and gloriously, finally, I mean, we should say... <laughs> Well, finally, yeah.
0: If you wanted to see a woman in a lead in sci-fi, all you had to do was watch Star Trek because Ooh, that happened like long, 20 years ago. Yeah, but, pretty much. Um, um Captain yeah. Jean. way
1: I mean, you could even go if you want to see a lead. I mean, I always say Princess Leia. You know, General Leia is not the sidekick, so that too. Yeah. So
0: there, there's, there's. But that said, that that's not Downing yeah. Doctor Who. Yes, yeah. they Federal. finally.
1: um yeah, but
0: <laughs> they finally have a woman, <laughs> a female doctor. That's awesome and great. But it's funny that now all of a sudden people got something to say about it just because it's a woman. Well, we're taking we as in the women, we're taking away your toys again, boys. I'm sorry. We're taking away your Doctor Who, just like we took away your Ghostbusters and everything else. So, yes, uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So
1: the new Doctor Who is a woman named Jodie Whitaker. And of course, people had complaints and the BBC immediately told them to deal with it. Which yes. is the proper response to anybody who has something to say because there's been 13 male Dr. Who's and this is the first woman Dr. Who's so let's you know just celebrate this for a moment of course we could have got a person of color or, you know any of that things but you know I mean small victories.
0: Well, we got the companionship. The She's a woman of color. The I mean, doctor be, companion. Last yeah. What, the last season? Yep, I season so.
1: Yeah, I think so. season before? Yeah, You know, I've never got into it, even though I am Dr. Who's man is this. I might have to get into it soon. <laughs> and um, speaking of who's man is this boy, um, Benworth uh, and Weiss, no. the two creators of Game of Thrones, have gotten a new series, Confederate greenlit and confederate is going to be about a alternate reality where the south either won the war or civil war basically never ended and we have a split united states you know in present time where slavery yeah
0: set supposed to be set after or right before the the third civil war yeah and basically in a situation where the south successfully seceded from the union and the the status quo was that slavery is the thing even though slavery really never ended just to be truthful yeah. Uh but <laughs> yeah so they're they're doing this this oh series is this supposed to be is this considered sci-fi i don't understand yeah,
1: it's sci-fi fantasy you know um, um certain caucasian people love to have these type of fantasies and you mm. know like it's just really interesting what's going on here. You cancel a, a beautiful show like Underground, where I mean, these ain't the same networks or anything, but a beautiful show like Underground gets canceled, you know, which actually dealt with slavery in a realistic and very, like, honest way, you know, especially alluding to the fact that, like we said before, slavery has never ended in America. There's always been an underclass that has basically created the America capitalist system that we know today. Like, without Slavery, You know, there's no great, you know, time of America where America is the greatest country in the world, which it might not be today. But at one point it was. And there, that doesn't happen without slavery. And so for these dudes who basically have no clue, as has been shown on Game of Thrones time and time again, with not only with race, with sex, with women, you know, like they film a rape scene and then they're like, oh, that was a rape scene? Like, you know, mm-hmm. they, they have all these crazy moments already where they have just... Failed miserably Despite the fact That Game of Thrones Is a great show And for them to come out With this as their Next show Is like Just the height Of trifling like, So do,
0: do you get I don't want to say mad But do, do you Have your quarrel With the, the creators Or with the HBO For greenlining it In the first place
1: It goes with Everyone involved Pretty much Because I even know They have two You know um, Black You know what African American You know Writers Or the head writers Of the show You know they Which yep. gives it A slight hope but, it's but just... I think
0: I, I also found it funny, ironically funny, not actual funny, that that was in, in many different articles. That was the call out. Like you see the two pictures of yes. Beninoff and Weiss. And yeah. then like below them, you see the two pictures of the black
1: people. Like I didn't even well, see this... the two pictures. I saw their names in most of them. Yeah. Articles. I had and, to Google and, and... who they were.
0: The way it's positioned is like, well, yeah, this is a show about slavery and what happened if the Confederates won. But look, we got black people on it. It's it's very bizarre to me.
1: Yeah. And then it's also like, what if the Confederates won? Like, have you been to the South? Like, I grew up in the South. I don't know where these dudes grew up at, but I grew up in the South. You know, I've traveled through every state in the South and it is real to this day. It is very real. Like, I grew up when they were dragging black men behind trucks in Texas. Like, this mm. happens recently. In my lifetime, this happens. I'm probably unaware of one that's happened more recently, but I know in the last 10 years, you know, this is real thing. With police shooting people on the street, you know, in disproportionate numbers. With the current slave system of the industrial prison complex, for them to green light this show, for them to even approach making this show with everything else going on in America right now, like I said before, the height of trifling, fuck out of here. <laughs> like, y'all better be lucky, I love Game of Thrones that much for I'm just going to finish it off, but like this is a flop and a mistake waiting to happen, and you know, good luck to y'all, you're like.: The
0: other sh- question is, this is, again, this is a lot of early. Reaction. What yeah. happens next? Like, is this going to continue? Is, oh, of course the, it is. is the is the are the the is the quarrel going to expand? Is it? Do you think it's going to actually change some activity at HBO at this point, or do you think I mean, it's all all ste- full steam ahead?
1: Hopefully, this wakes up the writers' room to realize the task they have ahead of them. You know, that's the big problem right there. Hopefully, it does wake up everybody who is producing behind the scenes, everything, directing, casting, everything to realize. You know what they have in front of them. And then what you know Mm -hmm. they have to do to make it right because this could Mm -hmm. be done right, chances are slim, but it could be done right.
0: Even if it is done right, I I personally don't think I want to see a show about a Confederate nation. Yeah, why do I want to? Why do I want to put that out into the world?
1: Why do you want to create this story that you know? I mean, oh man, this is something I want to talk about later. But you know, the stories we tell create our life. You know, so you tell this story. You have to deal with it, you know, mm. you know, much more could be said about that. But let's just leave that for now, because there is one more just glorious news I want to talk about right <laughs> now. And that is, you know, last week in D D23, they revealed in Avengers Avengers Infinity War, the first footage ever seen anywhere We weren't in the house, but, you know, we've been reading (laughs) about it online, and Lord have mercy, it sounds hot fire. It sounds,
0: yeah, it sounds hot fire. It sounds amazing, per usual, when it comes to the MCU movies, particularly the ensemble movies, and also... I was mad because we didn't even, as you said we weren't there so we didn't see the footage and they haven't released any footage online so if you've seen something it was from someone sneaking around with a phone cam or whatever but within that trailer were many many different oh moments The I don't want to say the first because it's not the most important but out of the many different scenes some of the notables were Black Panther and Bucky leading with the Wakandan army I believe
1: mm-hmm. yes which is Cat. straight out of the comics. I, I got to, you know, cut you off. Oh, there. that's so that, Yeah, that's straight out of the comics is the fact that Thanos, Thanos the attempts to evade the Wakanda. The Black Order, actually, his children, which were also revealed at this as being, people pretty much had guessed that they were in the movie by, you know, various means or whatever, but his children, which all come from this run on, on Avengers from Jonathan Hitman, which is, I talked about before on the show many times, just incredible stuff, so I mean, this joint is looking stupid, but yeah, go on. Like silliness yeah. is happening right now.
0: Captain America has a beard. <laughs> that was that, that was very notable on Twitter. Um, Thor, at the beginning, he runs into the Guardians of the Galaxy. Not is it Thor? No, Hulk. Sorry, is no, it Thor, Thor or Hulk?
1: No, Thor. No, Thor is like Thor. He comes okay. careening through space and the Guardians oh, yeah, of the yeah, Galaxy yeah. are in their ship and he slams into them, so they link up. Obviously, Thor survives whatever happens in the next movie you already knew that because you know obviously everybody's coming together for this but it's just been so much stuff like the biggest moment that i read about is when they talk about Thanos is sitting there throwing chunks of a moon at yeah. everyone using That's the power to go and like you know Kevin Feige Feige you know <laughs> sorry sir has you know stated recently that many principal characters are gonna bite the farm you know I mean, by the farm, you know, lay it down, put their guns in the dirt, all that type of stuff mm. in this film. So
0: including Spidey having his Spidey sense this time uh, around. So for all you people who actually and yeah. I'm looking at you funny, but all you people who actually were said had some problem with him not showing the Spidey sense in Homecoming, he's going to have it in Avengers Infinity War. So congratulations.
1: Yeah. And once again, you know, I just got to say like Homecoming was hot fire. Thor you know, looks so to good. be the first dope Thor movie. You know, Marvel's finally learned with the third one, it looks to be. Black Panther, of course, you know, following that in February. You know, I mean, what more can you say that hasn't already been said? And then rolling right into Avengers, like, right
0: it, with before- the
1: Russo brothers, I mean, with the Russos, the dudes who did the Civil War fight of 15 minutes and they say there is a 35 minute plus fight in this one what yes 35 minutes straight of battle that they say puts of course you know it's gonna put the civil war joint to shame
0: oh I'm hype I'm hype and also you you mentioned Thor's this being uh, Thor's third film coming up if they're able to if it comes out right this would be like the first film where the third film is actually better than the others it's usually the other way around
1: true indeed
0: so if they're able to pull
1: this off, I will be shocked. And usually the second one's the best, and Thor's second one was like the worst of the It MCU. was, oh my gosh, like, it got it, worse. It, yeah, it, might be the, it might be the worst MCU movie out. So that might, you know... I agree. They got to redeem themselves, so... Even you know, over Sp- Iron man 2 is, or 3, it's, it's, Thor was definitely the worst. Yeah, ooh. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, but that's not even in the MCU proper. I'm just talking about the ones that Marvel's put out. But, I mean,
0: oh, oh, well...
1: No. Ooh. Ooh, that's the. Ooh.
0: Well, I mean, they're proper. I know what you're saying, Both but.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know which is the worst in between those two. But yeah, speaking of things that aren't terrible, we do have one last announcement because Fanbro Show presents The Art Show July 27th at Pink's Bar and Grill. Yes, that's right. It's going to be popping. Yo, the art is looking so crazy. Thank you to everybody who's already submitted, who's been chosen. But we still need just a little bit more.
0: Yeah, just one more. Shouts to Merge Art, who is the curator for this event as well. Yes. We're we're really looking forward to everyone being there because the venue is fire. It's going to be some dope art, obviously, Music, DJ Ben mean is spinning, food, the food is good. I just, I ate there last week, matter of fact, real good. Nice. And we're going to be doing giveaways from Loot Crate, So you know mm. you got to come down to the art show.
1: I'll also be selling my book, The World Is Yours, at the art show. So make sure you're <laughs> there because it's going to be popping. You know, I'm going to be selling books, slinging music, doing all kinds of things. Plus, it's going to be dope art, dope food. Tatiana Chico, Leo making special appearances. Who the hell else knows is going to be up in there? It's going to be crazy. We invited
0: quite a few friends of the show, so you'll be surprised who shows up.
1: You know, I mean, you know, a few minor celebrities, major celebrities here and there. <laughs> All kind of things happening. So, you know, come on out. July 27th, Pink's Bar and Grill, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. in New York City. Tell your friends, if you don't live in New York yourself, make sure you tell one of your friends who does. Because they need to be up in there, along with everybody else. And with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Fan Bros.
0: The Art Show.
1: And welcome back, Internets. Hope you've been enjoying this episode. Thank you for listening and subscribing. You know, you can hit us up on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on YouTube. Follow the Loudspeakers Network, the Fan Bros Show, on all those different things out there. Make sure you get that goodness in your ear hole. You just going to leave me hanging there, Tatiana?
0: No, I just didn't know what to say. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just did a complete sentence. So I was like, Okay. <laughs>
1: Well, I guess that means it's time for some good old. The guac is extra. I should have done that better like some good old. The guac
0: is extra. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but anyway, what do we have up first, Tatiana?
0: Up first is From Here to Infinity. They write, what advice would you give yourself from 10 years ago? Is there anything you would change?
1: Wow, we gonna start off with the, like, Deep and like, yeah. yeah, Okay, we're gonna get right into it. We We gotta get that out the way way and just go there. Wow, Uh,
0: I would change totally change loads of things. (laughs) Then again, I've also evolved enough where I've realized that everything that I've gone through has been for a purpose. Mm -hmm. And if I went back and changed any of that, I would indeed be changing the course of history and my destiny in life and and all the the quote you want to use but i really realized i'm coming to understand that even through the mistakes and heartache and all the other negative stuff like you were supposed to go through what you went through when it happened mm-hmm. good or bad like it was it happened it was supposed to happen that's something and i think you and i were talking about that the other day but i mean just understanding that the moment you're in when you go oh I don't understand. Like, like you wish something would happen or, or or what did you say to me? Oh, you said, Oh, if only something went differently, like, stop thinking like that. Like you're in the situation you're in now because that's where you're supposed to be at this time. Mm -hmm. No, That's not saying that you're supposed to, you're supposed to, um, all the, all the negative stuff supposed to happen to you. You're a bad person and all this other stuff. It's just that, whatever path you're walking right now they're walking it like like that's just your path like I don't you shouldn't think about things like oh I want to change it like a not necessarily want to change it that I want to go back and change something that happened like it happened for a reason
1: mm-hmm. and even more so than that like it's something that I learned because as, you know long-term listeners of the Fanbro show know I've, I've been incarcerated you know I had a in, I've had just a lot of crazy experiences in my life to say the least And a lot of those, you know, at the time when they were happening, I would wish, you know, why is this happening? You know, I can't believe this is happening to me. How did I get in this situation? Oh, my God, I never knew my life would be like this. But at the same time, you know, when great things are happening, you say the same things, you know, like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. Why is this happening? I never (laughs) knew my life would be like this. And so it's like you can't have one without the other one. And two, you don't know, like Tatiana said, you're on a path. And the only way you can ever see what a path is about is when you get to the end of it. So it's like you can't tell what brought you to this point or to that point in your life until you get to the very end of your life. And so you just have to enjoy the moment and really live in the moment and really just be like, yo, okay, things are either going to get better, you know, or they, I mean, they might get worse sometimes, but... Either way, you know, you're alive and you're in it and you got to just go through that moment until you get to the next moment. And, you know, sometimes it's going to get better. Sometimes it's going to get worse. But you got to create what you want and look for what you want in life and go after it. So I wouldn't say, you know, I'd say the same thing as Tantiana said. Like, I mean, there's mad shit from 10 years ago. I'd love to change. But at the same time, you know, if I hadn't gone through those things, then. I wouldn't have a book if I hadn't gone through those things. Mm. I wouldn't have Fanbro show. Like, mm. if I hadn't gone through those things, you know, I wouldn't have met Combat Jack. You know, I wouldn't have been part of Combat Jack show, loudspeakers, all these things that are happening. Like, everything else is happening in my life right now. All kind of things with Fanbro show that are happening. All of these things happen because you know other things happened that led me to this point. So yeah, now I wouldn't change a thing. Like, I mean, you got to go through it sometimes. But hey, you know, that's life. And then other plus times I, it's awesome,
0: plus, I think we've both seen enough time travel movies where we know better than to go back <laughs> and change the timeline because somebody's gonna die or you know like 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 it's just never works out well for you so Mm-mm. i i I think the moral of all that is you can't change what's already happened it's happened it is what it is yep. that said, I would definitely give myself advice would oh, yeah. give my i would i would definitely give myself i don't know if that still counts as changing the course of history kind it might be. Changing the course um, because you're telling yourself, you know, you're giving yourself clues as, as to make your life better, more than likely. But if I was doing that path, I would tell myself to just believe in my talent, like believe in yourself, really, yep. because no matter what we talk about, what we go through, or everything that happens on the show and off the show, it's that's one thing that that's constantly coming up. Like we always talk about that 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 imposter syndrome or the understanding that. Or the idea that you don't necessarily think you're as creative as, as as people say or as you think you are or you're as smart or talented or all this other stuff. You have what you need. You just have to believe in it. And then you have to push forward. That's the only other thing I would definitely tell myself. Mm-hmm. Keep pushing forward. Do yep. not let up. Ever. Like. Ever. And I understand that, especially like like even me, I'm actually even as, as organized and, and into action that I am, I also get lazy sometimes and I also procrastinate sometimes. And I would tell myself that's like death. The procrastination is death. Like just do it, keep it going because the time passes by you so fast. I know you don't, It's they all say time is relative, but baby, when you sit there and five years has gone by and you feel like you blinked your eyes and you, people start talking about things they regret and all that other stuff. Live, don't live your life like that.
1: Mm-mm. Do.
0: Whatever you can do, do. Um, and honestly, I, I obviously understand that not everybody has that luxury. And that's definitely something to put into context as well. That said, what, what, what luxuries you do have, um, whether you, you have sight, you have, you can write, wh- whatever it is, like use that. Use Mm -hmm. your talents, use your inherent abilities to make it happen for you to drive happiness into your life because it's so important.
1: Yep. And like you were saying, like, even when you don't have the time, like let's say you work a full time job or whatever, you know, when you don't when you get off your job, then you got to put some time into whatever you love. Like you just have to make that time. Like You can't just waste the time, you know, doing whatever, playing video games, you know, hanging out chasing people around, doing this and that, all the nonsense. You have to ignore that and put that time into what you love if you don't have the other time. Because that's the one advice that I would give to anyone. It's the same advice that I give to myself every day right now. It's like, do what you love and stick to it and work hard at it. You know, be kind to people, you know, be connecting, always talk to people, always be nice to people, always reach out to other people if you need help. And then just work hard at what you love and keep doing it. Because you never know what's going to happen. Like one day you'll be like, yo, I'm sitting here struggling. I'm a struggling artist. And in the next day, something will happen. You'll meet someone and boom, your Mm -hmm. life changes. But if you didn't keep doing it, then your life won't change. So it's like you got to keep doing it no matter what else is going on.
0: Absolutely. Keep Mm -hmm. pushing forward. Keep building. Yep. So the next All
1: right. Qu- <laughs> thank you for that question. That's definitely you know that I, I, because I've been wanting to get that off my chest for a minute, especially the you know mm-hmm. idea about you know perseverance and everything about that, like keeping going. Like that's been something I've been wanting to talk about for a minute. So thank you for that. What else we got up?
0: Up next we have from Andy Andy Sagana in South Africa, right? Nice. Which comic book, TV, or movie adaptations do you have the most and least faith in at the
1: moment? Ooh. Uh, Right now, I got to give it up to Legion. That has been, like, you know, a game changer for me as far as X-Men. Least faith? No, most faith. Most. I was about to say, what? (laughs) No, Legion is incredible. I think that and Logan were the two best representations of X-Men on screen, you know, to this day. Mm. On the other end, I have the least faith, even though I've just seen very little from it, of that new show, Gifted which is also X-Men related. And I just don't have any faith in it for some reason. I'm not sure. Everything I've seen from it just makes me like, we'll see. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about this one. So, um yeah, we'll see. But uh, for the most faith, Legion and also Legends of Tomorrow, because that show is utterly ridiculous. It makes <laughs> no sense at all. And they and whoever's writing it obviously knows this. And it's just like, whatever to y'all. I don't care if it made sense. It's great every week. This show is funny. You know, it's enjoyable. Everybody hams it up. So, you know, Legends of Tomorrow can just keep being utterly ridiculous. It's like the power of superhero shows.
0: The ones I have the most faith, <laughs> the ones I have the most faith in. Come that on, you
1: just can't let that slide like that. All right. All I'm
0: right. going to let that slide. Okay. <laughs> the ones I have the most faith in is actually more of a collection of shows. With the exception of Danny Bland, all of the, the Defender series and um, all the other just individual series for Netflix for, um, mm, yep. you know, the, the heroes for hire, if you will. Mm-hmm. The ones I have the least faith Ooh, in. Cut right there. Yeah, the ones I have the least faith in, Gotham.
1: <laughs> I, I was thinking that. I was trying to say that too. But Gotham is like Legend of Tomorrow, where it's like they don't care, and that's why it works. And you know, I don't really watch Gotham anymore, but I know that it's still you know doing that. I don't care. So, all right, but yeah, what's your other one?
0: I guess they don't care because they know no one's gonna replace them on Fox. Like, who's gonna replace mm-hmm. them on the network? Like well, they can what? do whatever they want. They, they they don't have a slot that they gotta protect. And they don't have a castle it. that they gotta
1: <laughs> you know defend. People who watch Gotham really enjoy it. I don't, but it's like, like I'm sure tomorrow, they do. Like, I have not you know.
0: watched it this past year. It went severely downhill for me. They're so about to I'm make
1: Batman come up right now. Like I know. Yeah.
0: The, I, that, might
1: get me, <laughs>
0: that might get me back involved into it because I'm just curious, just even just to see how they plan to introduce this. And then also with like Cameron Bykondova, the the girl who plays Catwoman, I mm-hmm. want to see how her character is supposed to switch up. But who knows? But yeah, at least Faith.
1: Okay. That's the only one?
0: Um, yeah.
1: All right. You really yeah, need to the catch most... up on Legion, I'm telling you. Well, Damn I mean,
0: if you, I'll throw, if you want me, since I since I skipped over him, I would throw Danny Bland back in there. But um, as least faith, well, like not
1: second season, so you gotta have. Yeah. So. Agent. Iron Fist 2. Least faith in that getting better. Least faith. Wow.
0: Long as he has that that instinct, Jerry Curl, nah, I'm be good.
1: He'll probably shave that joint by the second season. He has mm. he has to know. The gym, You know, the ah. Justin Timberlake, you know, yeah. All right. You think
0: Justin Timberlake knows? <laughs> I know
1: Justin Timberlake knows. I know somebody, <laughs> knows. I know he knows. So. Thank you
0: guys for adding Justin Timberlake when we were making fun of him with our memes. Yes. Well, uh, him and Danny Bland.
1: All right. And what else?
0: So, the last one is from Super Bad Larry. What up, Super Bad? The, I think, the reigning champ of the Guacus Extra. Yep. Right now. Super Bad writes, Sup, y'all? I already know the answer. <laughs> so, why do you ask us?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but who do you guys think is the dopest, quote unquote, blind warrior? Daredevil, Zatoichi, Churt, Stick, the blind swordsman from the Boondocks. Or that one dude from Mortal Kombat. We don't know his name. What one dude from Mortal Kombat? And then the last choice is Toph from Avatar The Last Airbender.
1: Mm, mm. All right. I did some research on this, actually. And I just got to point out that Marvel has many more variations of blind characters. And they use it like it's really bad, it seems. Like, when you research how many blind like people have just been blind for a minute or something in Marvel, you know? So it's like...
0: They don't have any agency, like do they are they just there?
1: no, they're there, like Sabretooth has been blind for you know uh, oh
0: you mean blind? I see,
1: yeah, like bull'seye the assassin who can target people is blind at a point, you know Daredevil, of course, and there's so many multiple variations of Daredevil that you know most of them are blind, Hawkeye right. there's a version of Hawkeye, that archer who is blind right,
0: right right, right, didn't yeah. they kind of touch upon that at one point in the movies um the oh the the character that Superbad Larry what was referring to is from Mortal Kombat is Kenshi Takahashi.
1: Okay, so who is your choice for this one?
0: Well, honestly, I felt kinda weird. Like I was just like, why am I pitting all of these blind fighters against each other? But
1: visually impaired fighters.
0: Visually impaired fighters yeah. against each other. Um I don't know. Like Uh, everybody, that group of people, I mean, I I don't know much about the the, the Mortal Kombat character. but And to me, the boondocks is like, it's it's comedy. So I'm not going to put that in the same lane. But as far as the others, like everyone's really fucking amazing. So I, I feel funny about, I really do honestly just feel funny about even pitting them against each other.
1: I'm not messing with any of them. But I'm <laughs> Right, like uh, yeah. they
0: all fade you on sight. So. F- on
1: sight, yeah. I'm not on, on sight. I'm not messing with any of them cats. But I will throw one last one into the ring. There's a character in the Invincible comic book named Best Tiger. And Best Tiger mm. is like, he's a fighter, gunsman, you know, martial artist, all type of thing. Can shoot a bullet, you know, and take out like eight dudes with, you know, reflections and everything. All kind of things. And he wears a blindfold so everyone assumes that he's blind but he just wears the blindfold because he's like i need to make it you know a little tougher on myself
0: so he's like uh pulling it like what do they call it sensory deprivation just to like purposefully block out of the unnecessary senses in no, order to, to focus in more
1: on himself not he, he doesn't need to focus in anymore he just needs to he, oh it so he's th-
0: he thinks this is a game
1: not even a game he's just like it's too easy his name is best tiger for
0: someone is for for someone to say that and then it's kind of like now you're are you trying to say something about visually impaired people? Like, I don't like that. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, I don't even man. know. There's
1: always. Yeah, there's always. I don't like
0: I don't like the way that sounds at all. It's just like what you mean?
1: Well, Invincible is coming to an end and, you know, everybody's catching bad ones right now. So you might not have to worry about Best Tiger being Yeesh. on the mortal plane much longer. Yikes. But as always, thank you to everyone who has sent in their questions, you know, their comments. Those are some really great ones this week. Thank you to all of y'all. You know, if you need to hit us up, you know, hit us, contact at Fanbros.com, or you can hit us on the Twitter, at Fanbros Show, you know, on Instagram, at Fanbros Show, of course, as well. And, you know, we also need something from y'all right now. As always, we are reaching out to everyone out there to join The Army, better yet, the Navy, you know, the Imperial Navy, even a Fambro show for all nerds, (laughs) everyone. We need your help. You know, we need writers. We need artists. We need people who can tweet. We need people who can do dope memes. We need whatever you think you got.
0: Here it is. I'm going to be even more specific. We need people who are going to be consistently writing for the site. What that means is you're going to be privy to some information that other people are not going to know maybe for days, sometimes for weeks, sometimes for months. But we want you to be able to access that information, post about it on a site, talk about it. You get to see some exclusive footage. You'll get to see a lot of exclusive things, but we need you to be someone who can one, write, and two, be consistent. So If you fill those categories and you want to join the Army, Navy, Marines, all sorts of stuff that we have here at FAMBROS, hit us up, contact at FAMBROS.com. And even if you don't want to write, you just want to join up with us in some other capacity, that's cool too. Tell us exactly what you want to do. Tell us what you're interested in. And if you've done it before for other groups or outlets, share your, your examples with us so that we can check out your work. And, again, if you're an artist, you can come at us, too. Hit us up. Contact at fambros.com. We want to let you join the family.
1: Word up. And with that, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Fan Bros. show.
0: Hi, this is Marjorie Lou. and when I'm not bitching about Ex of the movie, I'm listening to Fan Bros.
1: <laughs> This is Tana Asi Coates, and when I am not reading Wicked and Divine or Darth Vader or Velvet, I'm chilling with the Fan Bros.
0: Hello, this is Lexi Alexander. When I'm not on Twitter or kicking people to the head, I'm listening to Fan Bro Show. Should I try it without an accent? It'll never happen.
1: This is Daniel Jose
0: Older. When I'm not writing best selling ass novels, I'm listening to the Fan Bros. Hi guys, it's Alfred Woodard, and when you are not skiing, roller skating, skateboarding, punching people out. You should be listening to Ban Bros, the best people are. Okay, got to go. Love you, love you. Bye-bye.
1: Welcome back, Internets. Hope you've been enjoying this episode. And man, you know, we got to give some shout outs, some, you know, rest and power, some peaceful mm. journey blessings to, man, it's been a lot of people just, you know, passing on to the next plane lately, and yeah, I mean, it's definitely sad, but at the same time, you know, these people definitely lived their life to the fullest, you know, like we were talking about earlier on the show, they did what they loved, you know, they were known and recognized for it, you know, they left legacies, all of them, so... You know, but definitely we have to, you know, say our peaceful blessings to George Romero, Martin Lando, Landau, and because we didn't, you know, really give our thanks and appreciation to him, Nelson Ellis, who all passed away recently and just. Mm -hmm. mm, I mean, yeah, but.
0: Yeah. So I know about George Romero because of of the Screen Squad. Um, I honestly never heard of him before. Wow. I, listened. I haven't again because I'm not a horror person, and too because dead. Yeah, I'm not a horror Someone person. The
1: dead, like. Oh. But
0: I learned about him because of the Screen Squad podcast yes. and um, his all his vampire movies and things like that. Everything. Yeah, everything. Martin Landau, I'll, like his, his name was familiar to me. And then when I saw his picture, I was like, oh yeah, I I recognize him. But I, but again, I, before my time, so I couldn't really pinpoint what he's done. So I looked up his IMDB and I mean, I knew his history was beyond vast, but yes, this man's resume or, or whatever you want to call this, it's, it's the CBS receipt of work that he's done just over, I don't know, 60 years, 50 years, but this, this man has done it all. And then what I discovered, what I was just shocked, was he actually played, or he actually voiced a character in the Spider-Man cartoon TV series back in 95, 96. He played Scorpion slash Mac Gargan yep. for for like five episodes or so. So I, I didn't even know that he had that connection. Then, of course, with Nelson Ellis, we know him from um, many different things, but, but mostly about his... Like, high, through his iconic performance of Lafayette on True Blood. this mm-hmm. only character I, I was always vibing with, regardless of what the season it was, because you know how as seasons went along, that whole show derailed. But Nelson, Nelson was still there holding it down, being true to himself, being true to the character, and really bringing a lot of joy into that space. So exactly what you said, Ben, I mean, rest in peace. Rest in power and salutes to all all three men.
1: Yeah, salutes to them all. Definitely, like Martin Landau, he's definitely way before my time as well. But I love that dude because he killed it on Entourage as Bob Ryan, and Bob Ryan is like a famous movie producer who he actually has a really great documentary about him called Who K- the No The Kid Stays in the Picture. And Martin Landau, I mean Martin, just killed it on there on Entourage. And also, if you've never seen the film Ed Wood. He's amazing as Bella Lugosi, the famous film actor. And just I think that was the first time where I was like, oh, my God, this dude is out of control because he is just pure comedy. He just completely throws himself into this role and just eats up the screen. So shout out to him. Like you said, Nelson, I mean, Lafayette, like, you know, just perfectly said, no matter if that show was good or trash, which it was both (laughs) at certain times, he was (laughs) always the best, like always the best. And Mr. Romero, I mean, just revolutionized the zombie, pretty much created the zombie genre all by himself. And so, you know, for him, we have The Walking Dead, which, you know, we take for good or bad as well. But, hey, you know, salutes to all of you, you know, blessings to your friends and family, you know, and love from us. Thank you for everything you did. Indeed. Indeed. And now it's time for some Tech Talk with Tatiana.
0: And this week in tech news with myself, we have some more... S- <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to say something. I was like, I, maybe I could just slide this in and he won't say anything. And this week, <laughs> there is more... There's another Snapchat update. We had a Snapchat update last week, which um, brought in a couple of features. This week, the new features that are drop that have dropped already, actually, you can now record up to six 10-second snaps which equal out to a total of 60 seconds. You can do that now by one, making sure you're on the latest version of Snapchat, whether you're iOS or Android. Android, you may have to wait a little bit longer, but what you can do is typically when you wanna record a video on Snapchat, when you press it down, you only get your 10 seconds and that's the end of that. Now, if you keep it held down beyond that first 10 seconds, what you'll do is it will show each 10 second clip as a little thumbnail that then you can you can either just kind of continue a very long clip and it'll just it'll just play every 10 second clip. Or if you want to remove certain sequences from your your series of clips, you can do that. It's really pretty it's pretty cool. I, I, I know that they kinda had to also do that because if you use IG stories, which is technically bitten off of Snapchat, IG Stories gives you a lot more time than Snapchat, which which definitely makes a difference in your 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 activity. Um, and there's also a new tint brush, brush, which is really cool as well. So definitely check that out. And then also, the Nintendo Switch Online smartphone app was released, and lots of people are saying it's trash. But that's not <laughs> that's not surprising because Nintendo does not take online really that online aspect of gaming seriously. They never really had. Granted, they've always said they've they've always been very it's almost like a wall garden kind of thing because it's a family machine. Nintendo is known as the family console. So they've always been very wary of really letting it be the Wawa West like how Xbox Live is and, and PSN and all the other stuff. You can go on there any given day. The other folks, you can go on there any given day and then someone's shouting some sort of trash at people. Whereas with Nintendo, you can barely add a friend or talk to them. So with this app, it works on your phone, but the app has to be open for it to work. So if you're in a voice chat with somebody, if you close the app, the voice chat stops, which is really annoying because if you're like playing a game and maybe you want to look up some information online oh, about your, what you're playing, once you close the app,
1: it's over. Yeah, that, that, so that, it's, they got to work on that.
0: Yeah, and then they said it's also kind of sloppy and all that other stuff. I, you know, everyone knows by now. I have a Switch. I love it. It's 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 the, the best Nintendo console since the Wii, the original Wii, not the Wii U. And I definitely suggest that people buy it if, you, if, you wanna do gaming, um, if if you want to do gaming, if if you want to do handheld gaming or whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't know if this this app is gonna fly, or or if they're gonna fix it or what.
1: I'm sure they'll fix it up, you know, sooner or later, because they got to do something because, you know, you got to have an app nowadays. So they going to have to have a good app if they want it to keep going.
0: No, they 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 want this to try to encourage or, or support, but barely. They want to try yeah. to support the the Internet chat aspect of it. Again, voice team stuff. It's not it's just that they they, they purposefully uh, don't give it enough. I feel like they do this, like, yeah, they do. They, they purposefully uh, uh, limit the functionality on these things because they're always afraid of bringing in the, the, the bad world of online gaming, but at the same time, it doesn't work. So what do you do?
1: I don't know. Mm, no, but that's Nintendo. They just really yeah. you know, rely on people wanting their gaming system because they have those exclusive games that you can't get anywhere else, and that you know actual feel that Nintendo feel. So I don't think there is much worried about you know the whole online. They don't care. I mean, yeah, they don't even care. Whatever.
0: They don't care. But don't I do. Ca- <laughs> all I want to say is that. But that said, that is the end of this week's tech news.
1: All right. Well, that means it's time for some comics. Ah. I ah. come. And since you have some good news, I'm going to start off with the bad news, because the (laughs) latest issue of Secret Empire has dropped for Marvel. And mm, 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 I mean, like, you know, it's like, hmm, I don't know. Stuff happens, you know. Why you said it like that? Because...
0: What's wrong that I mean? This whole... Every day, every day, everyone needs to do this. Go on Twitter... At Ben Amina says, "What's wrong, Ben I mean?" <laughs> Every single day, just so he can sigh and tell you about the the, the chronicles of his life. But what's wrong, Ben I mean? Well, what's wrong with comics? My, yeah,
1: nothing's very wrong in my life. In comics, though, in comics. Like Marvel is still running the game. You know, I actually saw some people talking about this. How you know, oh, people are talking about Marvel ain't making no money. You know, Secret Empire is a flop. Which you know, Secret Empire the sales have dropped off considerably. But that happens with most of these series. You know, it's very rare that these big series. Keep the big issue sales that they got going. But the critical response to Secret Empire has been meh, to say the least. And, you know, I agree, it's just been not that good. This issue features, you know, evil Captain America making his big attack on the heroes that are resisting against him. He uses, he brings Bruce Banner to halt that to life, you know, through some like mysticism with the hand ninjas. And, of course, you know, he won't live long, so he, you know, sends them off to attack the heroes. Everybody fights, you know, it's one of those issues. Everybody fights. The art is, uh, so it doesn't really help that <laughs> aspect of it. And it's just, I don't know, you And, like, looking forward more so with Marvel, with their whole legacy thing they got coming up, where it seems to be a back to basics and just ignoring some of the strides and diversity that they've made recently. And I just have less and less reason to recommend them every week. You know, also, Ultimates uh, dropped this week, and I love that book. But it doesn't look like it's part of Legacy's plans. Like, it looks like it's done. So I can pretty much just tell people to buy the trades, because buying the single issues is kind of pointless. It's not going to come back. So, you know, you might as well just get get the two trades and be done with it, because it's a dope-ass book. But because Marvel isn't supporting it like that, you know, it should be two trades and done. I think four trades total, so... Definitely check out The Trades of Ultimates. It's really dope. In some dope-ish this week, though, I gotta say, the two dopest books I read this week, one is Superb from Lion Forge. This is now the third comic in their new universe. And this one I'm really loving. Superb is about, like, some... It's basically a take on kind of like an Edsman-type story where young kids are developing powers, but it's an even more, I'd say, fascist-controlled world where as these young kids are developing powers, you know, they're being taken away by this corporation. And the story deals with a young African-American woman. She's in, I guess, high school. And her parents work for this corporation that is responsible for rounding up these kids. Mm. And so she goes to the school and sees kids getting rounded up every day. So it's definitely an interesting, very great first issue. And you know this, and with this, noble and uh, excel. You know, Lion Forge is off to a great start with their first three titles. The two I most recommend are Superb and Noble, though, and definitely Superb. The first issue, I'm loving. But my pick of the week this week is this joint, Generation Gone, from Image Comics. That is just absolutely stupid. And it's it was talking about something that we were talking about earlier in the show is that the stories we tell. You know, ourselves is what basically create our lives and mm. generation gone. You know, it deals with these three hackers are the main leads in the story. And it feels like kind of like a Mr. Robot type thing where there are these three young hackers who are tr- really trying to hack into Bank of America to make a lot of money. But before, okay. they hack- <laughs> yeah, before they hack into Bank of America, they're hacking into this secret government facility to figure out, you know, OK, we, if we can do this, then we can hack into Bank of America. No problem. So while they're doing this, they're being spied upon by this guy who works for this facility. And this dude has developed this code that when anyone reads the code, like it's three pieces of code separated. And if anyone reads them all together, it'll activate the story within their genetic cells that'll turn them into a superhuman. Mm. So Whoa. he gets shut down by his government superiors because they're like, whatever, made some weapons, dog. We ain't worried about that shit. You know, we hired you to make guns. And so he gets shut down and so while getting shut down he releases this code to these three young hackers who think they're hacking into Bank of America but actually see this code and after that that's the first issue I don't want to give away what happens <laughs> in it but you just say I'm loving it like that first issue I'm you know generation gone I'm recommending this joint highly like just the whole everything the premise the art the writing You know, the characterization of the three main hackers in it is all great. Everything just, you know, when I talk about a series like this, it's something special. And this joint is definitely something special, like Generation Gone and Superb are my pick of the weeks. Okay. definitely check them both out. And yeah, Tatiana, I know you'll love it because the tech aspect. I was going to say. Yeah.
0: And I understand these are different um, formats or mediums, but on a scale of one to Mr. Robot, how hacky are we talking about like how hack type stuff are we talking about here
1: definitely on a plus scale. plus
0: like uh paranoia and all that other stuff
1: <laughs> okay paranoia all that other stuff we're definitely on a 10 level with especially with the characters and their individual lives and what's been going on with them before the series started like there's a lot going on that you know isn't really revealed in the first issue and then what happens when the characters read the code is also on a level of 10 Mr. Robot. But as far as the actual hacking stuff, I would give it more like a four. It's like they're hackers, but they're not really going into exactly how they're doing it, at least so far. Okay. And I don't think it's going to really go that route because, like I said, they read some code that, you know, Perhaps they shouldn't have, you know, might have been in beta testing to, you know, give a little hack. You know, wasn't really, wasn't really ready for public consumption just yet. So we'll see what happens. But like I said, Generation Gone, my pick of the week, superb pick of the week. Both of those just great comics this week. And from, you know, independent publishers, not the two big ones. So it happens. All right. What else we got this week?
0: Okay, obviously, tons of movie news. We mentioned D23 back at the top of the show. Wanted to bring it back around again just to make mention of all the dope animated items that are coming up. We have Record Ralph 2, essentially, Record Ralph or Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, there are a lot of, uh, that's going to be good because I actually really liked the first Record Ralph. Did you see it?
1: Yeah, I actually saw Wreck-It that Rock? joint. Yeah, I've seen and Rob. I liked it. I didn't love it, but you, you don't know. see. It
0: didn't seem like you really cared.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it. it. It's not one of my favorite animation movies right. or anything. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: It's not one of my favorite Disney stuff, but it was good, and particularly the, all the gamey aspects of yeah. it, like and all of the the Easter eggs and all that stuff. I really appreciate that, and I really appreciated seeing Sonic the Hedgehog. It
1: was but, way better than that joint. Um, oh, Pixels that was trash.
0: Oh yeah. gosh, I didn't even I didn't even try to see that one. Uh-huh. like, because like, what's like, his name it in it. Is oh, that's So
1: bad. Yeah, it's like I kept nah, turning that's away. get a little bit of a little
0: bit of a little bit of a little bit But a little bit of a little bit all a little um, all of a little bit of a little do of do little do of Don't do it.
1: a little bit do Don't do it. a <laughs> do uh, little <laughs> He's not playing Dumbo. Though, He's right? not. Okay.
0: We went through this like three months ago. Don't do this now. That I mean. Please. So Don't bring Twitter to the to the podcast. Day. Maybe it should have been Twitter for the
1: podcast. But, I mean, it's all you know. It's gonna be so appropriate that you know if he was playing Dumbo.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. Aladdin. Dumbo. They they were they were talking about Aladdin. But we, <laughs> I'm gonna ignore you. They were talking about Aladdin. Okay. We, you know, we, there was an <laughs> issue. With, <laughs> They had an issue where they claimed they couldn't find their Aladdin. They couldn't find the right person of color. It was so ridiculous. But now they found the right person, supposedly. Um, But then now it's also going through rewrites. And they, again, I don't know who these people are, their backgrounds or anything like that. There was some, again, there was some pushback as people said it just looked like it was this white woman who was writing rewrites for Aladdin, which is based on Middle Eastern figures. So I, I don't know. If, if I, I don't I, again, I don't know the, her nationality or any like that, so I can't speak to it. But I did see some people fill up in arms about it, so I'm going to mention it. Also, The Incredibles two, they and this was last week, but they had announced that the mom, the mom is actually last the girl, she's actually going to be the star of this one, while the dad he gets to stay home with Jack Jack, and. <laughs> I think that's gonna be great like that's Hell, really yeah. I was more concerned about The Incredibles 2 to be honest yeah like, definitely
1: out of all these like, it I'm took forever
0: with, to get here yeah
1: yeah like I know Aladdin is everybody but you know we already had a great one I don't need another one I don't give a damn what they do with it really and it's like Incredibles 2 though I mean we already had one great one but I I've been waiting to see more of that so
0: right that's and then there was news that they released the opening sequence to The Lion King. I'm dying. I want to see it so bad. I actually wasn't for it because I'm all about the original animation. Yeah. That said, as, as stuff is starting to come out, as the news is starting to develop, I'm getting more curious about it. So okay. keep an eye out on that. And also, a, a, something I picked up that I didn't realize before. Apparently, Disney is doing it again. They're making a cinematic adaptation of a ride. At Disney World, it's called the Jungle Cruise, and it's going to star The Rock. How many movies is this man gonna do? I don't know, but that he is, is pretty much the exact same movie. Yeah, and not
1: <laughs> only that, he is like once again like he had a streak where he chose the worst, and then he had a streak where he chose the best, and now it's like I feel like he's back on that streak where he's choosing like making really poor choices for his roles.
0: Or or he's just doing his mortgage movies.
1: I mean, I guess so. I know the checks are still coming in, but I know these movies haven't been as big hits either, and I'm not sure about anyone's really looking forward to Jumanji like that. You know, and then he got Rampage after that. He really needs to get this Black Adam joint off the ground.
0: Yeah, I, I got to agree with you. Like, that needs to come on, like, ASAP.
1: I mean, definitely before your man from American Gods ends up playing Black Adam. Yeah. Ricky Whittle.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah! oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! Oh
1: yeah! You know, because he he's doing other things other than American Gods right now. You know, but oh, Um yeah. Also, you know, there was some news from D twenty three that you know we did forgot to mention, and I cannot believe it. You know, Star Wars—they are making a Star Wars hotel, 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 yes. Holiday Inn, Holiday Deck, yes. Holiday
0: Deck, yeah, Holiday
1: Deck. Because, but even bored. though that's Star Trek.
0: But yeah, I, I know you're going to log into that. Oh, what, what is it checking in at?
1: I'm all over that joint. They say it should be like some Westworld type joint where you'll be able to go on like your own adventure and everything, you know, like mm-hmm. all kind of visuals and holograms in the rooms. It's, yeah. No, uh, I think 2019 they're talking down in Florida. The,
0: so, so it is in Florida.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, where else?
0: Oh, with Disney World. Oh, OK. Yeah, so. I, thought, like, I thought they were like doing like a chain of Star Wars themed oh, hotels.
1: Man, <laughs> one in New York?
0: that's why I'm like uh, I mean I I feel like oh they went and do one here it it may fail very quickly
1: yeah that's the problem you never know because you know know,
0: it's very niche and it's just like how long can you sustain that realistically uh, except for if you are in Disney World itself so
1: yeah so it's probably best to to, kick it off in Disney World and you know I definitely by then they're gonna have the whole Star Wars you know area in Disney World so I'm gonna have to make a trip either way and yeah. also breaking news from, you know, we will have all the news from San Diego Comic-Con coming to the Fan Bro Show, Twitter, Instagram, all that different stuff, you know, where to find us. So, you know, there's a few things coming out lately. The Justice League villain Steppenwolf Darkseid's uncle has been revealed, or at least <laughs> in, yeah, that was all like one sentence. But I'm
0: laughing because it sounded like Darkseid's cousin's mother's baby yeah. brother, <laughs> I mean, uncle's baby real. mama.
1: I mean, Steppenwolf, like, you know, I think of the rock you know, music or whatever when I hear that name. I really don't think of a villain, but whatever. Steppenwolf is the villain in Justice League, which um, I'm sure at San Diego Comic-Con we're really going to see something from. Because right now, Marvel, you know, just with their hints, it's like this every year. I know DC just feels so sick of this. It's like Marvel don't even need to show you the trailer, and people are just going nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they just show it to a select few, and people are going nuts. DC releases the trailer to everyone, and people are like... Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, Justice <laughs> League is coming in November and, you know, Steppenwolf is the villain. I'm sure we'll see a big trailer this weekend from San Diego Comic-Con. So look out for that. But <laughs> yeah,
0: the armor. So so we so we figured out what the armor looked like based on the fact that there were toys from the from the film on the show floor at San Diego. And it kind of reminded me of Hamdel's armor.
1: Yep. Like so, an evil like, like an Heimdall. Version yeah. Of Heimdall yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, it's,
0: it looks good. that's not a knock. It looks good. I'm just saying. Yep. But it, it looks familiar. Mm-hmm. That said, um, also, your fave Stephen King. He mentioned that the Dark Tower film runs a clean 95 minutes and, quote, is all killer and no filler.
1: Um, I'm holding out hope, you know. Do you I, believe that? I, not at all, I, right. I, I was gonna I, say I, I don't heard know, but... nothing but bad things. He says it's just Really? Like, yeah, I, Oh shit. Yeah, and I'm really worried about that just because I would really like to see, you know, a complete or at least a couple, three movies in this series, something and oh, I just don't no. think we're gonna get that if this, you know, doesn't pop off. And yeah he says it's like the first book which is all killer no filler and i think the first book you know i read it in a day the first time i read it i think it's very clean it's just a you know it gets right through it but i don't think they're doing that story from the first book so it's well
0: tell me if this is from me not that it has to be from the but tell me from the book the trailer when i watched the trailer a while ago it it read to me like a ya novel and i know that's not Ooh, what this is
1: so hell the, no. I,
0: I don't I, I don't think that's bad but the trailer felt like a, a young adult kind of direction
1: book has one of the most like fuck a young adult novel moments in it i don't even want to, i cannot reveal it but it's where one of the most famous lines from the book comes from and everybody who's read it knows it and it is definitely the complete opposite of as far as what you would think would happen and if this was a younger... If this was like the Harry Potter version of it, it's mm-hmm. definitely the complete opposite of what happens in a Harry Potter book. Uh, yeah, no. Um. And I don't think they're so going to do that. that. Why?
0: That's what I'm saying. I, I'm just going to ask. So is that yeah, why you, you don't feel don't, good
1: about it? No, because that's the that's what one of the major moments in the first book that really changes the game as far as anyone reading it. You know, for me, I was like, oh, wow, you know, mm. I can't they really did that. And then it's like, like, if you don't read the second book, what they do right there seems, you know, like, oh, okay, that's just how it is. And then you have to read the second book, and then it becomes like, okay, there's a much larger world than what we think of it is. And so then it becomes like, all right, cool, you know, and then it goes on and on from that. And it's like, yeah, I'm worried, man. I really hope so, because, you know, Idris Elba, you know, it's like everybody everybody's already hating on him just playing the role, and it's like, damn, if this sucks. Like, oh, man. Yeah.
0: Well... I, I hope it does not
1: suck. I hope so too. I, I, love I really it so do. So much, you know. But we will be honest. Once it comes out, we'll let you know, folks. Also, I mean, speaking of you know, people playing roles that I did not think was going to happen, Hakeem Kai Kazem is going to play Zeus in the BBC Netflix series Troy. That is like, I just want to That's say that huge. again. Like a black <laughs> man, a Nigerian brother, is going to play Zeus. Haters. I mean just just let let's just come on out the woodwork, you know, let's hear it all. Zeus is Greek. You know, actually I was just watching this dope thing on Vice the other night where they were mm-hmm. showing how all the Greek statues have been like um whitewashed. Like all the what? famous yeah, the whole famous Greek statues and everything like Greek art, everything has been whitewashed to give you that appearance that Greece was some white ass city or some Caucasian city when that was just not the case because you know, travelers from everywhere had come there. For, you know, as long as it had been established. So it's like it was always a mixed-ass city. And so, yeah. So the Mm -hmm. idea, basically, that Zeus could be a Nigerian brother is actual, factual, related in history. So haters, come out the woodwork cuz you know And,
0: and at the end, end of the day Z- facts over here. Zeus is fiction as well if depending on who you talk to but yeah, <laughs> Zeus is know. fiction hey, so kind of doesn't matter yep. uh that being said yes K is playing him K's movie credits includes X-Men Pirates of the Car- Caribbean he played George Rutugunda in Hotel Rwanda mm. and he played Colonel Ike Dubaku in 24 okay. so he's ha- so he's had obviously he's had his history of of um, good things going on in his, in his career. So I'm sure he'll do a fantastic job. He got, he got them British Nigerian acting chops. So, you know,
1: he's, he's up there when it comes to voice too, you know,
0: right, right, right. But yeah, I thought that was really dope when I saw that. I was like, Oh, Zeus of all people. Okay, great. Awesome. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, you had mentioned haters earlier, (laughs) I think Christopher Nolan's being a big ass hater right now, but Christopher Nolan
1: is being Christopher Nolan.
0: I guess, but I didn't know that this is Christopher, how he be or how he behaves because he essentially, I didn't, I didn't. I I just look at, I just look at I'm saying. Sometimes I'm just looking at your body of work. I see the movies, but not that person and the things that they say.
1: Look how grand and grandiose and (laughs) larger than life and everything is big and widescreen and. Shot on yeah. IMAX. Listen, Ignore I love a Nolan film. film. IMAX projection because I shot it on IMAX. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what mean means alluding to is the fact that Chris Nolan is more or less a film snob, particularly because he went on this diatribe today, or or by the time you recently, about Netflix and the fact that he thinks it's trash. He quote said, "Netflix has a bizarre aversion to supporting theatrical films. Mm. They have this mindless policy of everything having to be simultaneously streamed and released, which is un which is an untenable model for theatrical presentation." Mm. So so they're not even getting in the game, and I think they're missing a huge opportunity. Uh, that said, Netflix Netflix said, our checks are still coming in, so we don't have no problem with what nah. we're doing. <laughs> Netflix didn't really say that, yeah. but the point is... Um, one as and, and, and Nolan said more than that, but as he just kept going on and on, he was just like, Oh, why would they not cater to this film and the screen and da da da, da? And I'm just like, I think Netflix is doing a good job, period. Like they are just in a different lane. They cre- in fact they created that lane essentially. They even they weren't the first they were the ones who made it popular they were the ones who sustained it they're the ones who are bringing all of the independent stuff that you wish you would see or was seeing on mainstream tv that is now being streamed whether it's mm-hmm. film or tv so i don't have any problem with netflix and i and i do think nolan's being a hater
1: i actually see both sides of this because one you know as a film student myself and somebody who appreciates film and grew up on film first i i also never really liked some of the digital you know-ness of recent years and even like watching things on TV, a lot of people watch things on Ultra HD or whatever where it starts looking like a soap opera and that's always bugged me out because it's like Mm. film has a certain look to it. When you shoot on film it has a certain look and a feel to it and that's something. A certain sheen
0: to it. Yeah and
1: that's part of what makes film film and so when you see things and they look like realistic, it bugs me out because that's not film. Like if I want to watch sports that's great, but if I want to watch film, I want to watch film. And mm-hmm. so I understand Nolan for that. Also because, like I said before, a lot of his stuff is shot in IMAX. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> you, know, it's like you, you can only appreciate that aspect ratio when you see it in an IMAX theater. So that's something to be said for that. Yeah. But the other side of it goes with what you just said. Like, his films like Oatja, which is on Netflix right now, which I love to death. And that's one of those films that doesn't get made as often nowadays because, well, I had a lot of special effects and a lot of action, it might have got made, but it also has a lot of deep messages and doesn't have any reels. I mean, uh, Tilda Swinton's in and a few other people, uh, Jake Willenhall. But it's not like big stars where, you know, they could open a movie like this. And it's not a big movie that has, you know, it's not a sequel. It's not Avengers, anything mm-hmm. like that. And so those type of movies don't get made as often. And Netflix does a lot of them. And a lot of them are very good. You know, not everything is great, but they do a lot of things that, you know need this type of attention and then people yeah. see it so there's like two sides to this argument and i definitely understand yeah. nolan's because theaters also need to be supported you know you can't get that experience like you know it ain't going to be nothing like going to see black panther in a theater but
0: he but he said it and as he kept going going he was saying it like as if Netflix had a vendetta against theaters, and in a way, I guess you could, if you if you look at it in that manner, yeah. in a negative manner, you could you could see that you can see where he's coming from in that. But I also just think they don't
1: ever like do it themselves. Like they could easily like open Oja in theaters for a week, you know, and then put it on, you know, Netflix. Yeah,
0: that's what he, he's the and and sure, but like he feels like they're killing the theater, the theater or the theatrical genre. So. Ah, I, I just I, listen they just do it their own way and they're not the only ones in the game like he had mentioned like even like Amazon like Amazon will, would put something in the theaters and then stream it like 90 days or 60 or 90 days later and that's yep. fine that's that's what Amazon's doing mm-hmm. let Netflix do what they want to do so that's why I feel like also in a way he's just kind of being a hater like let Netflix do what
1: they gonna do Netflix go Netflix okay true indeed but you know I, I appreciate both sides of this argument but uh, speaking of Netflix, Stranger Things will be bigger, darker, and scarier, says the creators, the Duffer Brothers. A lot of brothers tonight. The Russos, the Duffers. <laughs> we need some sisters. We need a sister, some sister teams. Yes. To use, you know, like kicking ass right now. But, yeah, they say it'll be bigger, darker, and sterier. You know, I'm all for it. It comes out around this Halloween. You know, Stranger Things was ill as hell. Like, that was, that was the joint. Like, you know, it came <laughs> out of nowhere. It was the joint. It was. Like, you know, I'm hyped for the second one. A lot of good stuff coming right now. Defenders before that, like Stranger Things, man. man. Luke Cage. Luke, I mean, Luke Cage will be next year, right? Uh, yeah. yeah Luke, Luke Cage will be But next they're filming. Year with yeah. Black Panther, like, with a wrinkle in time, like, mm. Mm, sweet in 2018, boys. Sweet. Also, Forrest Whitaker will be joining Empire. <laughs> I mean, speaking of brothers doing their thing, you know. I just but,
0: like how you just threw that in there. <laughs>
1: I mean, you know, Forrest Whitaker, you know, coming off being, you know, his fantastic role, Saul Guerrero up in the oh, room. I mean, oh my God, what a horrible, defining. I mean, what like, a, uh, high five Star Wars roles ever, you know, <laughs> characters ever, you know. Worst
0: character ever. I mean, he's maybe not the worst ever. I, no, that's top top wrong. Top. That's wrong. Jar Jar Binks is the worst Star Wars character ever. I just did not appreciate the way he portrayed what it Saw in Rogue One it Man, just was too much
1: top five it was too champion. much worst the best you know take your pick but yeah he'll be joining Empire in <laughs> season 4 you know a so brothers coming up I'm sure I am I mean you talk about a show that needs somebody like Saw on it that's it like you well, need somebody just completely hamming it up
0: well he's gonna be playing Uncle Eddie who is a charismatic musical icon and a hit maker who gave Lucius his first radio airplay so he, he may be a friend to Lucius
1: Lion yeah right yeah. Right. <laughs> right. You know that's anybody gonna come get, off yeah, you know that's gonna be all bad. <laughs> Your airplane is definitely coming back like, Yo, Lucius, you popping now though, Lucius. Let me get some inner
0: With my money.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know that's coming. You already know that scene. Oh, I can't wait. That'll yeah. be worth it alone.
0: Yeah, I do wanna see his episodes to see what they're gonna do with that. Yep. That said, we wanna make sure we see you at on the twenty seventh for our art show. Again, hit us up if you are an artist and want, to, and it doesn't matter what medium you're do, you're, you you art in, but hit us up, contact at fambros.com if you would like your items to be featured. We are located in NYC, so that is also a factor. Even if you're not local, that's fine, but you would have to ship it to us fairly quickly. Also, as we mentioned, we need writers. We need more family members to the Fambros Army, Navy, Marines... Military group. I don't know what you want to call it, but I mean, but we need more people. A circle okay? of
1: trust. You know how it is. You know, people, too. people come around with us, you know. Big shout outs to Ty the Robot, you know, other yes. people like that. You know, Big Ty came on, you know, was working with us. And now we can't even afford the brother anymore because things have just popped off right? for him so much. <laughs> where it's like, you know, Ty got so much going on. And so it's like that, that can happen for you. I mean, you've already seen how many people have come on the show, you know, yes. been interviewed on the show. And then, you know, five minutes later, they win an Ostra's All type of things happening for him. So that could be yeah. you.
0: Shouts to Curvy Geeky Girl. Shouts to Uncolored Page who are holding it down with the fashion sets, uh, Curvy Geeky Girl. And with all of the video game news and videos, those hot ass fire videos that Uncolored Page be putting out. Love it. And also just shouts to everyone that works on Fanbro Show in any capacity. You know we love you.
1: And I'm just gonna put this out there. There'll be a video special delivery this weekend coming from Tatiana.
0: (laughs) Oh, now I gotta do it.